What's up, everybody? What's up? If you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitter, if you're going to listen to it on podcast, because yesterday I'm actually going to download the audio to the podcast. It is Sanchez 405 here on the Warpath, y'all. It's Warpath Wednesday, as we like to call it. And uh, we got another special guest. But before we even get started, make sure you like the stream up. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Share it out if you can. Retweet it out there in Twitter world because we got some fun, exciting. We got a fun, exciting hour for you here um, on the Warpath and got a special guest. Been teasing it all week. The man who knows no way to stop. He's always 100%, and he rolls with the tide in the figures as well, too. Uh, my man Josh Taylor from the Burgundy Network pod. Let's bring him on here. Brother Josh, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, Corey? How you doing, man? I, I can't complain, man. I appreciate you taking time out of being the businessman and show business to be on here. Grace us <laughs> with your presence. I appreciate you. Um, and before we even get started, y'all, we are raffling off uh, tickets. Thanks to Door Gunner, who comes on here a lot, uh, is one of our loyal subscribers at On the Warpath. And $10 ticket, uh, raffle tickets to get in a drawing for tickets to this Saturday's game at FedEx Field against the Ravens goes to benefit the Hawk Farmers Charity and what they're doing to help uh, kids out with pediatric cancer. Not only kids, to help out their family as well. We've had uh, Chris on here before. Hopefully we can have these guys on here uh, again in the future as well. But we appreciate you all stopping by and uh, chit-chatting with us. But Josh, enough of me bloviating, man. Introduce yourself to the folks who may not know who you are. And if they don't, there's something wrong with them. Nothing wrong with you. So Introduce yourself, my brother. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on, Corey. I'm Josh Taylor, host of the Burning Network podcast and also host uh, CFB Unfiltered for the Believe Podcast Network. Also talking about college football, which is single-digit days away, which is nuts to think about. So, I mean, football season is in full swing, so I'm just glad that I can be on here to talk football with my guy, Corey. I'm looking forward to it. we got a lot of good stuff to cook up. Yeah, we do. We got a lot of uh, good things to cook up, and the college football season starts out – I think early you got some Big Ten football coming up here. Is it Nebraska and Illinois? Uh, something nobody will probably watch, but no. uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting on Alabama, Miami, baby. Yes, hey, I, so should I take the set? Should not because I, I don't get the scratch. But should people take uh, Alabama and lay the points with them? It was at like thirteen. I think it's all up to nineteen now, which is nuts. That's a lot of points. Um, but man, that defense is so good, and I don't know how Derek King's gonna look on that that little bum leg he's got now. So it's not gonna be easy task for him at all. Um, but I always roll the top. So regardless, it could be fifty, and I'd say yes. Well, Josh, you should always believe in bum leg quarterbacks because look what happened last year uh, with it. our team. Yeah. <laughs> You, we should believe in bum leg quarterbacks because that's what happened there uh, with Washington. And, you know, we we sit here and we're talking about it. And, my God, it, it just seems like we look at this game going into it. Somebody uh, with Baltimore that has an established quarterback, Lamar Jackson, they're looking to win 20 games in a row in the preseason and everything. Uh, but it's really not about your opponent in this situation. It's about self-scouting throughout the preseason, man. So oh, yeah. I, I'll just dive into it right now. What did you take away, before we go to Baltimore, what did you take away from uh, Saturday night's game against Cincinnati? 
I liked what I seen, and to be honest, it wasn't like the most exciting game by any means. No. Um, but obviously, Jared Patterson being Jared Patterson, how he is, you know, coming on, uh, talked to Zach Selby in our podcast, just how much he's balled out, and then same with Tory McTire going against T Higgins. That is not an easy task for any corner. One of the top young wide receivers in the league. His hands are going to be full. Uh, you know, you got Joe Burrow on the rocks. I think he's going to put up big numbers this year. For them to roll out, Torrey McTire is one of the uh, starters on the corner spot with WJ3 and Fuller out Saturday night. That was huge. It mm-hmm. just speaks of how much they really, you know, how highly they think of him. So I'm seeing a lot of our backups, a lot of our depth pieces, and I'm really liking what I've seen because, God, Corey, I, I know you can agree with me. We haven't had depth in this team forever. It's no. like one offensive lineman goes down and then end up with Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez as our quarterback and signing random dudes off the street to protect them with the offensive line. Same with wide receivers. I mean, I can't tell you how many wide receivers we signed at the end of, end of last season, like Tony Brown, Robert Foster. And now we have an actual squad that we're cutting good talent like Steven Sims, who I'm sure we'll talk about tonight too. So I like what yeah. I'm seeing. <laughs> and there's more things I want to see in Baltimore. So there, there's still some work to be done. I, I'm not ready for week one yet. Yeah, no, I'm not either. I, I mean, I'll even throw it back to like Stefan Heyer and uh, some of these guys we had in 2017 where, you know, Kirk Cousins was just basically playing with a guy that he had met on Saturday. Yep. <laughs> I know the blocking floor. They did beat Seattle in that situation. But either which way, man, uh, shout out to Anna. She's up in the building. What's up, babe? How you doing? T-Ho. Tommy, what's up? Patrick West. Gooseman Chris says, now long live Derek King. What's up, Joe? <laughs> Tom said, what's up, my brother? Uh, you Do you think we're going to break the streak of the Raven preseason? I don't know. But you know what? Hey, it's all good if we don't. Uh, I don't want anybody to get hurt. That's the most important thing. Casper, what's up? And don't forget to like the video as well. Uh, so we do have Josh Taylor here from uh, Burgundy Network Podcast there. And got his college football podcast as well so check him out uh had some good interviews so far I had uh sean spring you had sean springs on this week or are you gonna have him on tomorrow night tomorrow night sean springs is gonna be on there 8 30 i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there because i ain't going to high school football so i'm gonna be there uh <laughs> and uh so i'm gonna ask sean springs why he blocked me on twitter because i just like oh Twitter. No. i was like why you blocked me on Twitter? I didn't do anything to you. He's not even active on Twitter. So you must yeah, have really did something. I know. I must have did. Something. I must have said something about his boy Dwayne Haskins or something. I don't oh, know. Lord. But uh, also had a, a good interview with uh, Jason Campbell as well. Uh, you know, because you guys get along great. Bama fan, Auburn oh, quarterback. Just <laughs> ready to throw some money down on the Iron Bowl this year. I told him Bama by fifty every 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 year. Oh man. Oh man. But. Uh, you know, we, we get in this quarterback uh, situation, and it seems like every year we have to generate a quarterback controversy, and it's come uh, to fruition again this year. And I, I'll jump off with this, too. How how long of a leash does Ryan Fitzpatrick have? A very long leash. Very long they, leash. They know exactly what they signed up for for Fitzpatrick. It's no – Oh no, he threw two interceptions. Like maybe it's time to see, you know, what Heineke or what Kyle Allen could do. No, they know exactly what they've got in Fitzpatrick, and they signed up for that because right. all the good you get, there's gonna be some bad that comes with it. Like don't be surprised. And I, I pray this fan base has patience. And one thing <laughs> to remember with, I'm asking a lot coming from the name change <laughs> fan base. But one thing I want people to remember is 
This and, and Fitzpatrick said it himself, this is the best situation he's ever been in. And I'm not even talking about the offense. Like offense, right. he's had some good weapons. He had some good wide receivers out with the Jets and the Bucks. But on this defense, he's not asked, like, hey, Fitzpatrick, we need you to go out and score because we're gonna allow 35 points this game. He's like, look. I can play the way I want to play, and if something happens, I have a damn good defense who's going to get that ball back or at least get a stop and give me the ball back to make up that opportunity. So he 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 doesn't feel like, oh, man, I have to go win this game. It's not on him to win this game. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a game manager like Alex Smith. By any means, he's going to throw that rock, but he has he has more of a cushion or a more room for, for mistakes. If he throws a pick, fine. Chase Young about to get a strip sack anyways. Like I, I feel like he can go out there with that kind of mindset. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be reckless, but he's going to extend the field and throw it deep because Alex Smith was terrified of turning the ball over, and he was good at not. But it's because he didn't throw the ball, you know, twenty plus yards down the field. So I like the situation Fitzpatrick's, and I think his ability and how he plays fits our team really well because we do have these guys who can go deep with Tommy Brown, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. And then you have this run game with Antonio Gibson. J.D. McKissick can line up in the slot, too. He can, you know, run some routes. Second catches by all running backs last year. So I like Fitzpatrick. The leash is long. If he makes mistakes, so be it. It has to be, like, detrimental for him to get pulled. Let me ask you this. And so detri- uh, detrimental, say, and I don't think this is going to happen, you're, you're leaving Buffalo 0-3 on the season. Does that give you does that give you a reason for concern if it's like and Fitz is still the starting quarterback come come week four against at Atlanta? If we are 0-3, I don't think it would be Fitzpatrick's fault. Like against Buffalo, okay. that's a really good defense, but their offense is it's Josh Allen Stephon Diggs. Like right. good luck. Um to me is if we lose the game to the Chargers, it's because of our defense. Like mm-hmm. Herbert just goes off and throws it to Keenan Allen and Michael Williams all day long. If we lose to the Giants, it's going to be a low-scoring game, and somehow Saquon Barkley, if he plays, has like 400 rush yards. Like, I don't see there being a situation where it's like, man, Fitzpatrick just played so bad. Like the Chargers, I mentioned, I think they'll have a sneaky good team. Obviously, Joey Bosa on defense, Asante Samuel Jr. looks just like his dad um, already in the preseason, and then Derwin James coming back, probably one of the best. One of my favorite DBs outside of Washington. So, like, we're playing good defenses, but I don't think it's going to be like, man, Fitzpatrick, you were so bad. Like, we're, we're 0-3 because of you. I think it would be mostly because the defense didn't do what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. All right. Especially against us. I mean, like I said, Herbert. Yeah. Uh, Mike Herbert, Williams, who's not playing in the preseason at all. He was going to be a little that, rusty. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. rusty. So, that, we're playing that, good offenses. Yeah, good offenses. Uh, quick offenses, if I'd say that, because even what Danny Downs doesn't do well, he's still quick and evasive. So they're still quick offense. I give him that much credit. But um, I think I think the the pitchforks and the tiki torches will be out for Fitzpatrick oh, if yeah. this team is zero and three. No matter if we're getting gashed for a buck fifty per game on the ground, which that was the problem we saw last year was that this team was terrible at defending against the run. And yeah, the linebackers. And if you have a good tight end, 
you're going to have – it seems like this team, that was the recipe for struggles for yeah. Bergen and Gold on defense. Uh, so I will ask you this then. If we just say, hey, Fitzpatrick, Ron, if something happens, who comes in relief for Ryan Fitzpatrick? I know, I know your answer because <laughs> I thought, and I, I believe you, and I like it. And after listening to what Doc Walker said on Maul's podcast, I'm more inclined to agree with you. Who does Josh Taylor put in at quarterback for the Burgundy and Gold if something happens to Ryan Fitzpatrick? Hmm. Now, barring he's healthy, which I think he's mm-hmm. coming back, I think he'll be fine. But it's Kyle Allen. It's the guy yeah. you traded a fifth round pick for. You can. Say, oh, we re-signed Heineke because how he played against the Bucks. I love Taylor Heineke. I love the story. But this fan base is really letting one play determine a performance in one game. Say it for the people in the back. Say it for the people in the back. Say it for the people in the <coughs> back. There's new mic. Y'all gonna make me use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, hey, <laughs> Dave, you love the mic too. First, first, is this your first event with the uh, with the mic? This is this is like the uh, what was the show uh, with Diddy, like the the studio. Uh huh. This is this is. High quality. He's like, I'm shutting the studio down. What was that show? Y'all tell and, me in there. Y'all tell me in the comments. He did a, a spinoff for it. He's like, I'm shutting the studio down. But this oh, is like high, high making quality. Making the band? Yes, making yeah. the band. This is high quality, like making the band quality. Mike here. I feel like you and me about to write the banger of the summer. Dylan. 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 No, Kyle. 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 <laughs> Love Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but I swear, like, Kyle Allen, and he, I think he can do the same things Heineke can too. Like we talk about the mobility, like what separates Heineke. That's one thing Heineke can hang his hat on. He's more mobile than Fitzpatrick. 100% believe it. But I feel like he sometimes leans on his feet too much. He sometimes leaves a clean pocket. He does that little move where he just ducks under the whole line and it pops out on the other side of it. Like, and he makes big plays, and sometimes it turns out. But like we saw that one pass to him anyway when he was like double covered. Mm-hmm. That should have been a pick. And like, if you do that in a game, people are gonna be like, "All right, Heineke." Like, I can see why you were a backup. So, like, by no means am I saying he played bad against the Bucks. He had a great game. Like, that was one of the hypest games I can remember as a fan, especially recently. Right. But don't let that one play say, "Hey, this is the guy of the future. This is the guy to where he should come in and start a Fitzpatrick plays bad because of Thank this you. magical moment." I mean, he threw like what fifty? I think his completion percentage was like what fifty-five, like fifty-four, and he threw the ball like forty, like forty-five times or something like that. So people are like, "Oh, we threw three hundred yards," without their top linebacker, who was you know top fifty players in the league, mm-hmm. and hands down like the captain of that defense. And I, I know it's one player, but still. And one thing that J.C. Campbell said on our podcast that I loved, he said the Buccaneers went into that game expecting a. Alex yep. Smith quarterback. And they got the complete opposite of Taylor. Exactly. Heineke. It doesn't matter how long he's been playing, you know, what he was ready for or not. The Bucks were not ready for that kind of quarterback. And it is completely different. When you're just practicing all week long and you're running drills for a certain kind of offense, and then a whole different offense comes out, mm-hmm. you're adjusting mid-game. And he said as soon as you know teams start getting tapes on this guy and finding out things that he does. Like, repetitively, like I said, he sometimes leaves the pocket too early. Instead of just trusting it, standing strong in the pocket and throwing it like Alex Smith would do all the time, which Fitzpatrick will do beautifully, by the way. He said teams will figure him out, and those things that he showed that he can do so well, 
it'll start to fall back to reality stuff. So that one play was magical. You can play it as many times as you want. I loved it. But do not let that dictate what you think about him as a player and what he can do for the team. Yeah. No, I, I think you're 110% correct right there, man. I, and that's what I, I, I talked to Manny uh, during post game last week. And there's a lot in the word I use, the word of the day for Taylor Heineke's play was panic. There's a lot of panic. Like even when he scrambles, he he doesn't look like he he's protecting the ball. He leaves that ball out there. I mean, if that was my mm-hmm. child, I would never want Taylor Heineke to babysit that baby because <laughs> he'd be holding it out like that. I'm like, dude, you can't be holding it out like looking like T, Tiki Barber before yeah. uh, they try, taught him not to fumble and everything. So yeah, he was running with it one hand and then it just fell out one play. Yeah. I mean, and you can't have those kind of mistakes. And I get it. Like people yeah. will say, well, Fitzpatrick's going to throw the interceptions. Yeah. But still, as harsh as people are going to be on Fitzpatrick, I'm going to be as harsh on Taylor Heineke. And I want to, I'm going to talk good about Kyle Allen. There's nothing yeah. wrong with saying, hey, I like Kyle, Kyle Allen's play. No. No. I like it. Roll him out. I, I, li- I like, too. I like him. Now, I will say he did cost us a Giants game for whatever people want to say. He did cost us at Giants But, boy, it's worth the Giants have had our number six before. That's true. That's true. Though. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't uh, know what it is. We can't beat them. No, we can't. It, it's um, it's vindication of Daniel Jones here. Uh, Brian Harden reading some of these comments here. He starts that tragic thing on the first five games in a row division team. I'm going to lose it. Uh, yeah, I'll lose it live on here. Y'all know that. Uh, yeah, FX Brian, get out of the system for division game. What's up, Merrill? How you doing? Uh, he is the president of the Gardner Minshew uh, club right there. I'll ask you a question about Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. here in a minute. Uh, he got the cannon, so we have to see uh, how our co- corners hold up. What's up, PIMP? Oh, Montez, Spanish Jesus. He <laughs> loves him. My boy Montez loves Stephen Montez. Free agent, Jesus. Crap. <laughs> Crowd would go nuts if Heineke uh, goes in during a home game. That's true. He's going to be real quiet when he throws that pit. Yep. And they're like, why do we have this guy? A salute, Warpath. What's up, Washington diehard fan? Kyle and, uh, Allen has no it factor. I'm going to stop on that here real mm. quick. That's what I like about Kyle Allen is the fact that he doesn't have an it factor. He's just going to do. He, he's just going to throw the ball. Now he may take a little bit. He may take some sacks. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest knock I've seen on him is that he will collect sacks. But that's about it. That is about it. The guy is boring. He go out there, just do his job. Uh, if you really think about it, he didn't have bad games. He had he bad actually, moments. He actually had the most efficient game last year for any quarterback for Washington. Against Dallas, wasn't it? I, I want to say it was against the Giants, even though we lost. Like It wasn't solely on him like to start. It was either that one uh-huh. or it was Dallas, which I, worst defense in the league. Yeah. But what, what game was it when he ran that first down, that gif that you love to use when he runs mm-hmm. out of bounds, he looks at the camera? Yeah. That's a slight in fact. I'm telling you, like, he can mm-hmm. use his feet more than people realize. He can do some of the same things as Taylor Heineke. Don't give me this Taylor Heineke's Lamar Jackson kind of runner. He is. He he is. Haven't you seen him? He's wearing number eight, uh, Josh. So he's got to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's, he's number four. <laughs> Taylor Heineke's half of a call out. <laughs> he's the he's the uh, Jason Williams of uh, football. Oh, <laughs> he's a, uh, what's up, Brad? How you doing, brother? Uh, Merrill wants to see Taylor uh, with the first teams. 
Uh, let's see. But it's like put Justin Fields over Dalton. We know who Kyle is. That's true. Because uh, that's the dialogue comment hot right fire. there. Hot fire. <laughs> spit hot fire. Hot fire. <laughs> Taylor got the juice. Kyle is playing bag of upstate shit. Hey man, they oh, cheap no. and they take. Hey us, don't don't look. I love Eric, man. Eric, one of my boys. Don't don't bag on no uts. I I will eat uts if they got the ruffles on them too, because oh, that's what whoo. that gif is. That's what that gif is. That was uts with ruffles on them. That's exactly what that gif was to him. Like first down. Hey, put that put that on top of the cheeseburger too. <laughs> Them ruffles, <laughs> slapping boy. <laughs> I think we should go get Drew Locke. What's up, hey, Hawk? I'm cool with that. I, I am too. This it is blows my mind. This is gonna. This is my question. I was gonna ask you now. Um, if you had the opportunity to go out and get Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew, who you making a call to? Not Gardner Minshew. I, I don't. I. I don't think he's it at all. I think he's a solid backup for Jacksonville. Um, I think Drew Locke has more potential than me. I, and, you know, he, he made the mistakes last year. And honestly, surprised me that he didn't beat out Teddy Bridgewater. Because what I told someone the other day on Twitter was, mm -hmm. we know what, what, what you're getting with Teddy Bridgewater. And he's not bad. He's just not good. Like, he's not good enough to win games. I feel like he's maxed out. And I know he came back from the injury. Like, loved Teddy Bridgewater um, when he was at Louisville. But, I feel like you're not going to get much more with him. But I feel like with Drew Locke, I feel like there's more potential there that's just not unlocked yet. And he looked great in their first preseason game. Like, he was throwing bombs for Denver. You got Jerry Judy. You got Sutton. You got Noah Fant. Like, he's got some weapons. But some reason they went with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know how long that will last. But I, I just feel like Teddy Bridgewater is, like, the conservative kind of safe pick. You know, not going to throw too many interceptions, but he's not going to put up, like, 350 yards and three touchdowns either. He puts up like those two touchdown, one interception, two hundred and fifteen yard game stat lines. Yeah, and I mean he puts on for city. That's probably the best thing in the world when somebody matched that up. Drew Locke when he was doing um that put on song. That's pretty funny. But um I I like Drew Locke coming out of college. Yeah. And I thought the numbers he put up in the SEC. Like I mean, I think he threw like three or four touchdowns against y'all. Granted, he lost, but he was throwing three or four he, touchdowns he against Alabama. Good. Yeah, yeah. So why doesn't that lend credence to this guy getting another opportunity? I would take him in a minute, and I think you can get him for a bag of chips. And I think his injury concern was why he dropped so much in 2019. And if we're really talking about it, he's done more. In that 2019 draft, then I think Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins have. I oh, think yeah. he's the second best quarterback in that draft, and still is. Yeah, I, I that's what I really wanted to see him start for Denver to see more of what all is there. Because like now they don't know, and like you mm -hmm. said, they probably will trade him for like a I'd say like a fifth, maybe it depends how late it is, maybe a sixth, but. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like I don't, and I'm not saying he's the answer for a franchise quarterback. But go lower, like just see what you got with the guy. He can throw mm -hmm. that thing. He's not afraid to. He's not afraid to sling that thing. If Drew Locke can't hold a, a, a starting job where he is, why would we want him? Um, hey man, the dude's got talent, and I think we just alluded to that. Um, I feel like they just they traded yeah. a lot for Teddy Bridgewater too. That, like, it's a panic move. 
yeah. Vangio's fighting for is coaching for his job. And like you said, it's a conservative pick. And why go with something else when you when you're going to need to be sexy come week three or four? And you're like, oh, crap, this ain't really working. Yeah. You're going to have Drew Locke in your back corner. And if they started Drew Locke, they're going to be like, well, then why did y'all go get Teddy Bridgewater for mm-hmm. what you did? I don't remember. I think they did. They trade. They traded for him, right? I forgot what all they traded for him, but like the did fact they that trade you, for him or did Carolina cut him? No, I think they did trade okay. for him. Okay. But and that's the thing. Like, if you start Drew Locke, it's gonna be like, well, Vic Fangio, why did you trade for him? Mm-hmm. Why did you go get, you know, six corners this draft that <laughs> are all starting caliber? Like, what all is going on here in Denver? So I feel like they really had to start Bridgewater, and I think it doesn't last the full season at all. Yeah, um, it's like the the whole Dwayne situation. Coach didn't want him. Yeah, so bringing a guy who didn't want the offense versus two guys who do, by the way, is no better than Kyle. What about that one? I think I think Locke could be better. I think he's, I think Locke's obviously better than Taylor Heineke, and people don't want to get mad at me for yeah. saying that, but he's better than Taylor Heineke by a lot. I mean, it's the reason why Heineke had been in the league so long and he finally latched on with somebody. So, I mean. And he was a backup in the XFL. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Nick Fitzgerald and Tayamu were ahead of him. Where am I? Tayamu, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they were both there. So, what's up? What's up? HT, we are. Don't be no, hating no. Heineke have here. It's it's, um, <laughs> it's Freddie Fitzmagic, too, up in there. What's up, Jay? How you doing? Uh, it's the preseason. What's going on, Juan Gotti? Okay, good with a sandwich and a beverage. <laughs> they start because he got paid and traded. There you go. Um, Fitz is only here to entertain us while we load up for a quarterback. Uh, why not Taylor? Because I feel like Fitz can win games. I don't necessarily know Taylor Heineke can win games down a stretch. My thing is with him and Taylor Heineke, and I, I'm we're gonna get off this subject after this. Uh, Taylor Heineke has has never really made it through a start in the NFL. He got knocked out when he was the backup in Houston. For the guy, he he got a concussion. For the guy who went out for a concussion, and the guy who he replaced had to come and replace him. And then when he was in Carolina, he got knocked out and was replaced by Kyle Allen. Because I think he replaced Kyle Allen, and Kyle Allen had to come in there and do it again. So that's the concern with Taylor Hyde. It's not hate. It's just empirical fact, evidence. That, that's all there is to it. But anyway, talk, still talking about quarterbacks. Our former quarterback, number seven, not Joe Thasman, but uh, the great uh, Dwayne Dollar Dollar Strip Club Simba himself, came out today and made a comment that Mike Tomlin, and I'm paraphrasing this, uh, it's good to have a coach like Mike Tomlin pretty much because uh, he got he gets scouting reports. They go over the scouting reports and everything, and he believes that's the first time that's ever happened to him. Do you think that's a knock at Washington? Do you really think that why I, I think maybe Jay Gruden and uh, Bill Callahan didn't give him, it didn't oh. give scouting reports, but I Neither them to know very hard. Before. I find it very hard to believe that Urban fake heart attack Meyer and Ron Rivera didn't give them scouting reports. I think that is an easy excuse of why you suck so bad as a number 15 overall pick. 
He said, oh, well, I'm finally somewhere where I can succeed with Najee Harris, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay mm-hmm. Johnson. A loaded team, good defense, great organization. Hopefully I can succeed here. So let me find like a scapegoat of why I sucked in Washington. And yeah. if we don't have scouting guys, then, you know, Jason hit me up. I'll gladly, you know, do some scouting reports and talk to some players. Uh, but I call BS, especially with Ron and Scott Turner. Like, they're not new to the game. Like, I promise you. Now, Bill Callahan, yeah, half the time he probably didn't even know what he was doing on the field. He probably was it third, second down, third, yeah. oh, halftime. Where's okay. Dwayne at? Where's Dwayne at? It's the end of the game. Where's he at? He can't kneel. Oh, Lord. Case, go out there. Go out there and kneel for us. <laughs> but we have actual coaches here in an actual scouting department, and I, I, I call BS on that. Yeah. I would, um, you know. I didn't know this. Morgan Moses got released. What? Huh? Ain't no way. Ain't no way Morgan Moses got released. The Jets, if the Jets if the Jets release you, hold on, I'm on Twitter now. No, he ain't getting released yet. What you talking about? <laughs> he's he's injured. It says. Yeah. Oh well. Go figure. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, dollar dollar way in there, and I, I like how you dropped the the team president there. We know Josh will be in the skybox with uh with Jason or uh <laughs> this season multiple times. Oh, Hold on now. Oh, I wasn't I was supposed to drop that now. <laughs> Look, me and me and Jason go way back since uh the draft in Cleveland. It was pouring down rain, about twenty five <laughs> degrees in Cleveland. Miserable city. It's gorgeous, but good guy, it sucked. I sent Jason a picture on Twitter. I said, I know you're up there in the suites in the Brown State. And he laughed. He said, yeah, you can't come up, though. So I was out there in the rain, Jason. He owes me. So maybe he can get the FedEx. <laughs> the FedEx suites with all that good new food, that catfish. And- that was some good food up there Friday night football, man. I ain't going to mm. lie. Uh, but somebody who won't be able to access the uh, suites this year uh, is Steve Sims as mm. he got cut on Monday. And I think a lot of us knew this was coming. Uh, he picks up, he signs with Buffalo. And the one thing I, I noticed about him, it's always this thing, two things. There's a reason why he was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Speed with no skill is nothing. You can't just be fast and not do anything else. Opportune time. I think about the Giants game in 2019 when he had those two touchdowns. I think about against New England. I think about Detroit oh, yeah. where he scored those touchdowns. I think he scored touchdowns like four different ways yeah, that season. Kick return, punt yeah. return, caught one and ran. Yeah, one. yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and he replaced a, a great punt returner in Trey, uh, Trey Quinn. But uh, <laughs> talk about Steve. <laughs> talk about Steve. I'm not petty. Y'all know this. Uh, talk about Steve Sims where you surprised. Or you you knew this was coming. I mean, I knew it was coming. Was I surprised that other guys didn't get cut first? Maybe I'd say that's more surprising that he got cut when he did. But that's good because cutting him now allows him time to sign with the team like the Bills. Who, mm-hmm. by the way, uh, one of my buddies at work, diehard Bills fan. So of course I was talking to him about that today. And, you know, I think he's going to be a good insurance policy for uh, COVID Beasley. I mean, uh, Cole, Cole Beasley. <laughs> Mr. Vaccination and are, are you are you are you saying he's uh, passing up shots like Ben Simmons? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, COVID busy. I I think one of their wide receivers just got hurt too. 
So, like, he might be, like, third slot receiver. He might not even make the team. Uh, but I think they're bringing him in. I think he fits in well with what they want to do on that team. So, yes, he was good, but I think it's another case of same with Kevin Harmon fans being like, oh, well, he showed us he could be good. No. Okay, but he showed us he could be the leading muff punter returner in the league oh, and God. drop a lot of passes, which is why he's catching 200 passes a day. I'm going to start throwing bricks at him like Jerry Rice used to do. Oh, no. <laughs> and he'd probably be dropping those too, but I like the guy. Like, I like his game. I, I tweeted that play against New England. My God, I, I got up out of my, my couch. I lost it because I was like, we're going to beat the Patriots. And it didn't last long. Yeah. That After was the that, only score we had that day. Yeah, I think it was a 34. It was like 34 to 7. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick was mad after that run. Colt but, McCoy. Uh, Colt McCoy was going to lead us to victory. But it, it was one of the more exciting plays. Like, And it was the like, being that first score of the game, I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even think we were going to score him. So, to me, I think well, it was a JP's podcast. I always do like a hat tip. To me, he gets a hat tip. That's it. <clears throat> <laughs> if that thank you sir thank you sir I, i'm still mad at him because he didn't uh give me an autograph when we were behind um when we were at redskins post game live at time mm. and so but you know we can hey we play at buffalo yeah Steven we Sims do revenge game steven Sims yeah. revenge game calling it. it it might be if he makes a team two catches 12 yards but um and then washington released like four dudes that I, I think they might be working with you now. Um, That's my tech guy. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, is this Let's Talk Washington? Shout out to Steve and the cats. I got to pull the list up. I have never heard of these cats. Oh, you put a gun my- in my head and so said, what position does so-and-so play? I mean, John Tooth. Okay, he's probably going to be a dentist next. Wait, 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 what position did he play? Sounds like what? a big I'm, he's got to be on the offensive line because we got like thirty. Well, line. What spot? What spot on the offensive line? Tackle. He was a center. Oh. Jordan, I think Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna go. God, I've literally never heard of him before. I'm gonna I go. know this is fun. This is a fun game. Uh, guard. Said defensive tackle. I may have wrote that down wrong, but I said defense tackle. Ah, you're probably right. Rick Where, Leonard. Where's he been? Like, what? who knows? Yeah, I know mean, I, he's probably eating in the sweets with us uh, all that Friday night. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, I played with that guy. Like, all right, who, what's your name? Rick. Le- yeah, Rick Leonard. <laughs> Rick Leonard. He, he was a uh, guitarist back in the seventies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Skinner. What position he play? <laughs> Uh, Rick Leonard. That's a big dude. That sounds like a big dude. Uh-huh. I'm going to say tackle. Yeah, Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, offense tackle. Yeah, I'm going to just keep guessing offensive line. Uh, okay, Justin Phillips. This is the only one I knew. Yeah, because he actually had a really good game against the Patriots. He's yeah. linebacker, number 45. Yeah, he, there you go. So we go no, one I like for, this game. We go one for Oh, I think he was leading tackler that game. Like, say what you want. Like, my like, was, yeah. He was making some stops. I told people, they're like, oh, you're full of, like, he's going to land on a little squad yeah. and try to fight for it. I know he's been cut, like, twice, but still. Oh, What's up, uh, Godson02? Uh, so, you, we still talk about wide receivers, though, and now we go to the situation of um, Aaron Grievances. 
NFL Top 100 came out, and mm-hmm. this is uh, voted on the players by the players for the players, and the players voted that uh, Cole Beasley, Corey Davis, uh, deserve a place in the Top 100. Although I, I'm missing somebody, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was up in there. Who am I Corey, missing, John? Corey Davis was the other wide receiver. But who am I missing? Who should have been on there? Who am I missing? Damn, seventeen. He wears seventeen. Where the hell? Oh, did he have, did, he, did he have over a thousand yards with like seventeen yes. quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had actually he had more twenty plays of twenty plus yards and forty plus yards than DeAndre Hopkins. Still mm. couldn't make it on there. Uh, I think Terry McLaurin. Oh, How shoot. in the hell? I was gonna say Steven Sims. <laughs> <laughs> drop. I said pass plays, not drops. Oh, not, not drop. Not drop. Said, not drop. Negative yards and kick return. Did not cost games against Carolina in a playoff clinching game. No. But Terry McLaurin, how in the hell does he not make it on this list? I think the only real answer is I have no clue. Right. I don't think anyone does. I guarantee if you do that top 100 list right now, ain't nobody putting Cole Beasley on there. Everybody hates Cole Beasley right now. That list had to have been back in, like, the week after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was during the season. Yeah, it had to have been right at the end of the season. Ain't nobody putting Cole Beasley on the top 300 right now because of all that nonsense he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Corey Davis, love his game. Is he better than Terry McCorn? No. Absolutely not. He had one great breakout season, and now he's with the Jets. He'll be a great weapon for Zach. But Terry McLaurin is doing things that wide receivers shouldn't do with their quality of quarterbacks that he's had. Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, like, say what you want. But, like, terrible. Like, you should not be putting up over 1,000 yards with that that play, especially Mm -hmm. Alex Smith. Like, say what you want about it, but by no means was he stretching the field. The only thing he was stretching was his leg before the game. He was not pushing that ball down the field. So the fact that Terry McLaurin and what he does so well is those slants. Like that one, I think he did it twice against Eagles. Those slants where he'll just run up the middle, break break three, four tackles, just split defenders, and just take it to the house. That's what he does so well. I think I think the league respects Terry. And like, he's like he's like what? I think he's like number 12 in Madden. Like say what you want about Madden. But he's like an 80, 86, something like that. He's a, he's pretty high rating, but I will say his biggest fan besides us is Chad Ochocinco. Ochocinco yeah. can talk about Terry McLaurin all day long. He's talked about him on Twitter all the time. He's done videos on him. Uh, he does that one podcast that like we are athlete talks about Terry all the time. Says he's one of the best route runners in the game. Like he just loves everything he's been doing. You know he's been working with Doug Baldwin this offseason to to perfect his route running, and it looks so much better. I can't like. I don't know if it's possible to say he's going to have a breakout year because, like I said, he's already gone over 1,000 yards. Like, What does a breakout season look like? Right. And you add Curtis Taylor. You add Yami Brown. You have Adam Humphreys. You know, you have Logan Thomas. You have Antonio Gibson. You have J.D. McKissick. You have all these targets. And I'm telling you, he's still going to go over 1,000 yards easy. He's probably – I think he's going to eclipse 1,200. Hey, I, I think he do. I think fifteen hundred with that extra game is in his is in his wheelhouse. Point. Add an extra game. 
And playing uh, the Cowboys twice is, is certainly helps him. Right. I, I think that I, I think you add that into his wheelhouse. And you know, Eric makes a good point. He needs a statement game, which I think needs to be nationally televised, kind of what Eric alluded to here oh, just he a second ago. A statement game against my guy and Lord forgive me, Trayvon Diggs, love him to death. Yeah. Shout out to your brother Stefan. But Lord, I think that was a great I mean, just just being able to dog a guy like that and be like, I'm gonna beat you on this route. And he did it all game long. I think that was a game where because you have all these bandwagon fans watching. Yep, rocking yep. the little Russell Westbrook. You have all these people watching the Cowboys. Like that was a national televised game. People are like, oh my god, this this Terry boy done. Yep. Done, done sent Trayvon Diggs to the gulag. Like that was terrible. So and my thing is the that Thanksgiving game, I think his biggest play wasn't even on offense. It was the fact that when Alex drew that interception and he basically stopped, he saved Washington seven points there. That mm. could have turned the tide of the game, and the defense held, left him three. So technically you save a net gain of four points right there. I think that uh, that should have been his coming out game, but he didn't get in the end zone. He did have four touchdowns last year. A lot of folks uh, don't. Uh, they're like, oh, you guys didn't touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. But it's like sacks t- with Chase Young. Like, exactly. You don't have to be sacks to be balling. Like Ke- Kevin Sheehan yeah. said this about Chase Young, and I said that, and I, I liken it to the same thing with Terry too. He got mad because Chase wasn't there at um, minicamp, right? He wasn't at voluntary minicamp. Voluntary. Mm-hmm. Keyword being voluntary. And I told him, I said, look at this. And I say this all the time so everybody hears this. I said, Kevin, mm-hmm. Nobody else is commanding double, triple teams. Nobody else commands triple teams. This guy is doing – imagine if Terry had a single quarterback. I'm going to read off the quarterbacks that he's caught a pass from. Case Keenum, garbage. Colt McCoy, garbage. Dwayne Haskins, garbage. Alex Smith, bum leg. Kyle <laughs> Allen, slightly below average. Average <laughs> to below average, right? Taylor Heineke, panic. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Out of the quarterbacks that we have in the league right now, the best is yet to come. The best is right now. Right now is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hmm. And we've and seen I, that. I think he's going to put up the biggest numbers. Even add, like I said, even adding the, the weapons with Yami Brown and Curtis Samuel, people in fantasy are like, oh man, that's going to hurt Terry. Absolutely not. It's going to draw the attention to the other side of the field because you have mm-hmm. to. And Terry gonna be one on one, and he and he y'all have to just pray that that safety help comes in because he's he's gonna be cooking. Yep. Breakout breakout season coming. Mm. Diami Brown on the opposite side, most likely. If Curtis Samuel can't go. My God, yeah, that's Don't like put saying to the slot. Good Lord, thunder, thunder, lightning, boom, boom. That that's just how you want. That's what you want to pick uh, come this season, and. Uh, you know, we talk about this wide receiver room, and we're done complaining about Terry. NFL, y'all messed up on that one. I think they're they're in the bed with PFF. I like PFF, but uh, I think you look kind of – Cole sucks. Beasley and Corey Davis both had higher ratings on PFF than uh, Terry McLaurin. So. Corey, I mean, Cole Beasley had a great year, too. Yeah, I'm he not, did. I'm sit here and say he had a bad – he was good, but he's by no means a better wide receiver than Terry McLaurin. Oh, I know. No, I agree with you 110%. Maybe a better rapper. And that's not saying much, but 
you know, he's got a, uh, I think Cole Beasley has a, a rap album on um, iTunes right now. So him, him versus Tim Settle, let's do it. Yeah, he, 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 they called it a shot in the arm or, mm. or mask up or something like that. Or uh, I, I don't. It was called I Know My Rights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they called it FDA, free the album. So uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, so, shit, we're going to have <laughs> Yeah, this we album is it. FDA approved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we talk about the wide receivers here, man. And um, this wide receiver, I, I think this is probably going to be the hardest room to guess at the end of cuts next week. Give me your, let's say six, as a um, as a gentleman's mm-hmm. number there. Give me your six wide receivers that make it here. Can only pick six. So obviously, like you said, Terry, Curtis, Diami, mm-hmm. Humphreys is a lock. So that's four. You think Humphreys is a lock? Okay. Oh, yeah, he is a lock. Okay. Especially with Fitz. Like if it was another quarterback, maybe not. But Fitzpatrick absolutely loves Humphreys uh-huh. uh, because of their time in Tampa Bay. Um, gosh. So that's four. Cam Sims, I mean, has to be a lock. So that's five. And honestly, this is going to be crazy. I'd, I'd keep Dax Mill. Oh, I don't think that's crazy. He would be my six. Like, I love AGG, but you have Terry, it's not crazy. Diami, Cam Sims, who can all play outside big big guys. We don't need four big guys and two, you know, potential that's slot not, guys. That's not crazy. I like I, I like that. Um, I don't know if your boy Cam Sims is a lock, though. I think he is. I think I, I think his season last year. He showed that little extra weapon with that the yak yards, especially against the Steelers. Yeah, he showed was. that. He showed his. He was uh, sliding across the video. I was like, "Who's this?" He showed his Steve Sims ability too by fumbling balls too hard to get. So the, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Let me okay. let me ask you this because I I was debating somebody about this and and Cam Sims. Why could he never scratch the surface at Alabama? Like he his numbers. Hurt. All he was time. hurt all the time. All the time. Okay. I remember watching him at the Under Armour All-American game um, mm-hmm. before he even came to Alabama. And he was hurt in high school. Like I want to say in high school, he like broke his arm or something. Everyone's like, oh, God. Like everyone knew how good he was about to be, but he had so many injuries at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's Alabama. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't push out Jerry Judy, Julio Jones, Mark Cooper, Calvin Ridley, right. Ruggs, so on and so on. Hall of Fame class Robert, wide receivers. Robert Foster. I mean, Robert ate at Alabama too. Like he was, he was like a good deep threat for us. And there were so many wide receivers. I mean, even mm. ones that aren't didn't really make it into the league. Um, like Norwood, my guy Kenny Bell. Like there's so many wide receivers. I can't remember what year exactly Cam Sims was there, but he was the guy where it's just like, man, injuries killed any chance he had. And then once he was healthy, it's like you're not beating out. Right, guys, like there's you're not gonna say, Hey, yeah, we know he's gonna be a first rounder, but let's put you out there. You're a five star, we have to see what you got. It just just didn't work out for him. And even in Washington, you know, having injuries looks great in preseason. Uh, what was that game against the Jets? I want to say it was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, really. Okay, here comes camp, and then boom, hurt, boom, foot, leg, neck, all. So like I was playing Operation, like I was just like, man, Cam, God, we got to put him in the, one of them bubble balls and let him just run his routes. But if he stays healthy, like I, like I said, I, 
I saw something out of Cam I've never seen before, and that was his mm. his yak above. Because it's just always like, Cam, go up and get it and get down. Ball. Yep. Because he's the big dude. But he he was gliding last year. I was like, okay, Cam. And he's I, a big kid. He he is a big kid. Don't lie. You see him in person, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, that big boy. Uh, but yeah, you, so it seems like he had issues with his neck, his back, and his anxiety attack. That's my what we'll call. It. Yeah, yeah. We ain't go. <laughs> Hey, try to get sued here. Uh, the, the, and I noticed you left DeAndre Carter off there, and, and I think you might be under the same thought process I am in this. The emergence of Jared Patterson has pretty much nullified his opportunity, I think, to make this roster, uh, barring injury or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, as far as you're concerned, how many running backs are going to make this roster uh Come final cuts. We're gonna have three. We're gonna have four, and who are they gonna be? I think we're gonna have four, and I'm not yes. gonna lie. I don't want that. I want three because Antonio Gibson, yes, obviously JD McKissick, and I think Jared Patterson should get that third because he's. I could see him like taking on more of like a JD McKissick role. Like we see him catching passes now. We see him as like that shifty Darren Sproles esque guy, like is what you know Zach Selby mm-hmm. kind of compare him to. And Antonio Gibson showed us so far from what I've seen this preseason, he is a three down back. It's not like a third and two. We know Peyton Barber's coming. Mm-hmm. Can he still come in and get those two yards? Whatever. I I don't think right. Peyton Barber should have a spot on his team because if Antonio Gibson shows me he can do that, then why do we even need Peyton Barber? Put in Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson showed you he couldn't do it. Put your put your bias away for here. I, I can't stand Auburn year, either. I can't stand Auburn either. But Peyton Barber, man, he look, old Captain Attaboy. Roll damn time. Peyton Barber. No, I I think Antonio Gibson, because it was only his first season as a running back, but he's still learning. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch the, the first two preseason yeah. games. He he showed short yards uh, against the Bengals. I tweeted out. I said, "Okay, looks like J. I mean, it looks like Antonio Gibson's finally coming to that three down back role. I think we're going to see more of it. Like I said, his second year as a running back. And if if something happens, and good lord, go sign Adrian Pe- uh, Peterson or half of the other free agents out there. They they're better than Peyton Barber. Like, am I wrong? If you cut Peyton Barber, you have three. Say." God forbid Antonio Gibson goes down. All right, give me Le'Veon Bell. I don't care. <laughs> Todd Gurley. Yeah, Todd Gurley. Give, I don't care. TJ Yeldon. Like, I can go on and run. There's so many free agent running backs right now. Dude, pick another one. They're better than Peyton Barber. Okay. I'm better right. than Peyton Barber. Nah, let me stop. Oh, okay. Okay. Y'all heard it here. Let's get you up in the but, drill. We'll get you up in the drill. I had too much baby in me. Oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma drills here. Uh, tight ends. Man, I, I think Samus Reyes, he is – he's showing that he can show block. Uh, that he can block and everything. They've mm-hmm. put Ricky Seals Jones at fullback a couple of times. Uh, I think the only locks right now that tied in are going to be my man, uh, the official Logan Thomas, the official 82, and my boy Norman Bates' grandson, John Bates. So uh, do how many tight ends do you see uh, making this roster, uh, the final 53? I can see three. And I love Seamus Reyes, but I – 
I think there's still so much more to learn. Like he's mm-hmm. just getting started, and it's not a knock on him. He's never right. played football before. And like preseason, he showed some flashes, but I think it's going to be completely different in a regular season game, full speed. I mean, the ball's coming out, and he's like, oh, shoot, here it comes. Like, I got to go. Like, it's just so much happening. It's a bang, bang plays across the board. Not saying Hemingway showed me anything to be like, oh, he's clearly better than the same race. He hasn't showed me nothing either. Um, I think Logan Thomas and Bates are clearly the two locks. But I could see a guy like Seals Jones that, that, Coming in as like the tight end three, and you, I think you can still practice squad same three, right? Yeah, you can. So, will someone take them? Who knows? If they do, they do. That's the, that. That's yeah. my my thing on that. Once again, fans do not get too emotionally attached to it. But. Yeah, Jags, Jags. Yep. That's all you gotta do, Jags. It's a good show. Old people watch it all the time on USA. Uh, let's go. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball, the linebacker spot. Um, which has been abysmal at times, but uh, David Mayo, who I thought was really impressive against Cincinnati, uh, can he make a push for this roster? I think you, you you probably got three there that are locks, and maybe you might bring two more on there. I think John Boston is, is a lock for this roster too. So he is. I've been saying he's such a lie. Oh, oh I, I saw that eye roll. I saw that eye uh, roll. I love Boston. He's that bet. I get it. But he's such a liability in coverage, and we see that. But even in the run game, he is. Like, he runs past. He, You can overdo it as a linebacker. He mm-hmm. did that, I want to say, against the – was it the Bengals or the Patriots? I can't remember what game it was. But he, he had three guys. Like, he ran past the running back. Instead of sitting, being patient, letting the play come to him, he ran past the running back, and he looks, he's like, oh, shoot, I totally missed that gap. Mm. And then it's like a game, game six, so – Khalid Hudson, Lord Jesus, I'm praying you take that leap right now to where you can be that Will linebacker and Jamin Davis just thrives as a middle linebacker spot. Um, but I think Mayo is a lock too. Uh, got him over from the Giants. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league for a little while. He's a good tackler. I feel like he fits in well to what you know we do with our linebackers. So I think he makes the team. Like I said, Justin Phillips getting cut, kind of. You know, showed the way for these linebackers, kind of shape things up a little bit. Um, so, like I said, Klee Cutson, Jamin Davis, Bostic, Cole Holcomb, David Mayo. I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't see any other linebacker. I'm like, oh, we need to keep him. So, I think no. Mayo makes it. I, who's getting tight uh, number three at tight end? I, I think Seals I say Jones. Ricky. Yeah, I say Ricky Seals Jones as well because he showed he's been showcased at fullback too. So he shows Who? that. Jones. That position flex, as Ron alludes to all the time. I just put so, the vet sticker on him and say that's the only reason he's making because he's been in the league for a while. Eh, position flex. I mean, hey, man, you know, you look at Ron, let a lot of these youngins play. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sean Davis, Sean Davis was let go, and, and, um, and he was a veteran at this time. Oh, he might be able to show something, but they're like, nah, we signed your free agency. We'll send you back up to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, what's Holy. up, Manny? My boy Manny up in the house for show. What's up, brother? Uh, last one. Uh, defensive backs. So I guess we'll do a combination of corners and safeties there. Mm. Give me your corners. Corners. I'm going to go. I feel like this is actually easier. Mm-hmm. Fuller. Yep. Obviously. William Jackson. St. Yep. Juice. Jimmy Mm-hmm. 
Oh, like okay. that's all you need. I feel like that's all you need. You want four. 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 Wow. Okay. Maybe, maybe Danny Johnson. But like, and the thing is, you have to remember you have guys mm-hmm. who play safety that can play quarter too. Bobby you McKay. Guys, yeah, you have guys that play mm-hmm. corner that can play safety. Mm-hmm. So like up in safety, I would have Landon Collins, Cam Curl, mm-hmm. Jeremy Reeves. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Everett makes a team. I think he's the vet cut this year. Really? I think so. I, okay. I think Ron likes Jeremy Reeves too much. And he's hurt anyways. Like, what are you going to do for us if you hurt? Yeah, I don't care if you're a special teams captain. It's true. He's special team captain, Captain Crunch, it don't matter to me. Like, if you hurt, <laughs> it ain't doing nothing. He still tried to pay his fine off the time he knocked Darren Sproles block off. That was mm-hmm. not a dirty hit. I will uh, say he was just going in motion there. But um, I, I think I, I like that. Um, I think McCain, I, I like McCain yeah, I there. because he's four safeties, and I put McCain under as a safety. Yeah, and I think Derek Forrest, I think he'll get on the practice squad because he. I think he may have hurt himself with that helmet to helmet at the goal I line. I think that was so clean. I yeah. feel like that was a perfect play. I, th- I thought they – It was dude, shoulder, man. I, like, I what know. are you supposed to do as a DB? Just run me I over. <laughs> Come on I in know. the end zone. Sometimes you no. got to sell it, though. You know that you got to sell it. with your butt? Like, just, Pretty much. Twerking. <laughs> twerking. Tackle to twerk. Twerks. Call the butt for twerk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to my cousin, Mark Sanchez. We we going to leave him alone there. Uh, but, y'all, if y'all got it, we, we got a few more minutes here. And I will give you this because we found out that we are kindred spirits in this situation. This has nothing to do with football. But – I have said for the longest mm-hmm. time, Anna will testify to it. Uh, yes. Doctor Strange Doctor is Strange. the best the Marvel movie. I wasn't a Benedict Cumberbatch fan until I watched Hell it. of a Grinch. Yes. I I'm love a Jim Carrey it. guy. Hell of a Grinch. It was, he was superb in that. The whole storyline, don't at me at this. I will take that movie mm-hmm. over over the field. You give me you you can give the field. I will say I, obviously mm-hmm. you have to raw the Avengers movies. We're talking so yeah. low films. Mm-hmm. Endgame, Infinity Wars, you know, yeah. Civil War, all that. It is what it is. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's like the best movies ever made. Solo films. I'm taking Doctor Doctor Strange. Strange. Watched again yesterday. Yes. Do I need to go? watch? Damn, I don't want to go. Well, let's look go at fire. the story. Arrogant bachelor, mm-hmm. number one surgeon, picking his patient. My He's hands, magic hands. Van Go of surgery. <laughs> Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange. Then he had a bald lady teaching him how to be <laughs> to find yeah. inner peace. <laughs> then they sent him up to the Alps, up in the mountains. No yep. cell phone signal, no Audi A8, nothing. He went from top of the world to rock bottom. He he's just learning. He had to humble himself. He had to change his whole way of life. And then his hands became an even bigger weapon. Yep. I'm just saying this. This is, this is going to get people mad. Who saved the world from Thanos? Iron Man? No. It yes. was Doctor Strange. He was the only one that knew the one yes. possible way out of the Thank millions you. and millions of possibilities Thank you. that this could have went. He had to. He sent Hulk to get the, the time zone back. He said everywhere was supposed to be. He knew exactly what had to happen. Hello, 
He saved the world. I'm here today because Doctor Strange oh. saved, saved me from Thanos. Well, with that, I'm core. Uh, this has been on the warpath. <laughs> Look, Iron Man was just a chess piece, and Doctor Strange, he knew what had to happen. He said, and he looked at Iron Man, he said, mm, I wish you knew. You got to yeah. go, son. And he did. Yeah. And he knew exactly what had to happen. The arms coming out, man. Oh, Doctor Strange. Who was the one guy that took on the new Avengers in the comic books back in like 2012? They all got brainwashed. I'm talking Captain America. Uh, she, uh, she, Spider Woman, Spider Man, Vision, Hawkeye. Um, who else is the new Avengers? There's like 12 of them. There is mm. loaded. It's literally everybody. Doctor Strange took on all, all like 10 to 12 by himself. Beat them all single handedly, and then took the spell off of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, only other dude that was beating guys like that was Cable when he went and just killed everybody back in time travel. He was like, I'm in, boom, door, yep. boom. He was shooting bye everybody. Doctor <laughs> Strange is that dude too, and he don't need no guns. He was just, done, chilled. I mean, and this is a, a, another little thing. Most iconic scene in Endgame was when everybody came out the little time time circles up when they were all coming back. And who initiated it? Who did that? Doctor Strange. There you go. Come all on, man. Lightning bolt, all them people to come through there. Doctor Strange said, I got everybody coming. I got y'all. He brought we everybody to the fight. He brought everybody to the cookout. There we go. That's it. <laughs> he brought everybody to the He even brought um, Black Panther to the cookout. Hey, that's what he did. He brought all the, he brought T'Challa and all them bald women to the cookout. So <laughs> even <laughs> I I say, respect <laughs> Doctor Strange because that's right. If it wasn't for him, there'd be no more Marvel movies. So when you go see Spider-Man in December and you're watching uh, Shang-Chi next month, you can thank Doctor Strange because without him, Ant-Man would still be locked in the uh quantum realm. And yep. Lord Lord knows what would be going on right now. That's true. Yeah, hey, this is a fact. This is true. 110% fact. But Josh, one more question for you. Blue cheese or ranch? Oh my, I hate blue cheese. Get that, that my man. That's disgusting. Man. That tastes like some old old left out ranch is what blue cheese is. That's exactly what it tastes like. Thick, and nasty, spoiled milk ranch is what blue cheese That's is. That's right. And man, yes, Dr. Strange, brother. But Josh, it's been a pleasure, man. What do you have coming up next? You, you alluded to it, but tell the folks what you got coming up next, where they can find you. Yep, find me on Twitter at Josh Taylor, WFT for Washington Football Team. Like I said, doing the podcast for Believe. We've got two podcasts I'm doing. I got two shows tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. So I'll bring our podcast, obviously talking about Washington. We've always got things cooking up. Me and Brian Murphy from Atlanta, Georgia. Looking forward to going to games, man, just talking to everybody and bringing the content and then obviously if you're a college football fan follow college football unfiltered cfb unfiltered we've been putting up big shows first two shows hit over a thousand views on youtube in less than like 20 hours partnering with 365 sports network so if you love college football check out 365 sports on youtube and check out all of our shows got another banger tomorrow when we talk about why the alliance of the acc big 10 and pac 12 is a bunch of kahoot even though i know you're a you're a tech fan right no, I ain't no, I no, God no. I get paid. I get paid by the university in Charlottesville. It's a business decision. Wow, so, wow. Yeah, I get paid by them, so I, I can't. Uh, Simpson, white, the white spot, great place for burgers. But man, I'm excited. It's 
football season, and we are so close. We're going to be at the tailgates. We're going to be partying before the games. We're going to be partying during the games, Corey. I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody just keep talking about football. That's what I'm saying, too, brother. I, I'll see you. Thir- Will you be there Thursday night for the Giants? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. We're going to be up in every that home game. I'm going to every home game. He's going to be at every home game. Y'all go check him out and check out what Josh is doing over some great stuff. Hardest working man in the pot. One of the hardest working men because mm-hmm. I don't want nobody to come and shoot me later. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I appreciate you. We love, we love y'all 3,000. As always, slap a table. Keep that same damn energy. While last Sebastian's together, I'm Sanchez 405 with my man, Josh Taylor. Dr. Josh Taylor. What's up, <laughs> Toothpick? We coming on there. All that stuff with the fingers and everything. But uh, that sounded bad. But anyway, love, peace, and hell. Till the next time. We out, y'all. We out. <laughs>